Hello, this is Saeedu Zaman from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 8th of February. BJP MP Nishikant Dubey today wrote to the Lok Sabha Speaker demanding action against Congress MP Rahul Gandhi. Dubey said that the allegations made by Gandhi in Parliament are baseless and merited a case of contempt of parliamentary privilege. Gandhi on Tuesday had alleged that Prime Minister Narendra Modi's favours contributed to the expansion of industrialist Gautam Adani's wealth. Some of the remarks made by him were later expunged from the record. After the House convened today, Parliamentary Affairs Minister Prahlad Joshi informed the Speaker that in accordance with the rules, a notice must be given ahead of time if any MP wishes to make accusations against another. On Tuesday, Gandhi had alleged that Prime Minister had helped the Adani group by changing laws and regulations to their advantage. He also alleged that the Adani group received favours in sectors such as defence, coal and electricity. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Narendra Modi hit back at Gandhi's speech and the opposition's attempt to seek a probe into the Adani controversy today. In a speech in Lok Sabha, the Prime Minister said that the entire ecosystem and their supporters were in a jubilant mood after a member's speech yesterday. He said that the world has seen India's growth story and that a few frustrated people are unable to accept it. He also added that the decade between 2004 and 2014 under the UPA was a decade of scams and violence. He also hit out at opposition MPs for giving the President's speech a miss. Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachud has agreed to hear a review petition against the Supreme Court judgment that acquitted three death row convicts in the 2012 Chawla gangrape murder case, Bar and Bench reported. A three-judge bench will be set up to hear the review petition. The bench will include C.J. Chandrachud and Justices Ravindra Bhatt and Bela M. Trivedi. The suspects Ravi Kumar, Rahul and Vinod were acquitted in November last year by the Supreme Court. The court said that the prosecution failed to prove the case even when it was supported by circumstantial evidence. The teenage girl was allegedly kidnapped by the three men on 9th of February 2012, while she was returning from her job. On 14th of February, the girl's mutilated body was discovered by the police in Haryana, close to Rewari. According to the autopsy report, she had been raped, assaulted and had acid poured into her eyes, live law reported. According to the police, one of the accused perpetrated the crime as revenge after she rejected his proposal. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta stated that a three-judge bench would have to hear the review because it involved the death penalty. Mehta emphasised that the earlier bench which acquitted the three was made up of Justices N. Ravindra Bhatt, Bela M. Trivedi and then Chief Justice of India U.U. Lalit. CJI Chandrachud agreed to constitute the three-member bench consisting of himself and Justices Bhatt and Trivedi. The repo rate has been raised by the Reserve Bank of India to 6.5%. This is an increase of 25 basis points, Scroll.in reported. Repo rate is known as the interest rate at which the central bank loans money to commercial banks. The announcement was made by RBI Governor Shakti Kantadas after the central bank's bi-monthly monetary policy meeting. This is the sixth hike in the repo rate since May last year. According to Mint, the central bank increased the repo rate by 35 basis points in its review of the monetary policy in December, following three consecutive hikes of 50 basis points. The RBI has raised the short-term lending rate by 225 basis points since May last year in an effort to contain inflation. This is primarily the result of external causes, particularly the disruption of the global supply chain caused by the Russia-Ukraine war. Shakti Das estimated 6.4% GDP growth for the fiscal year of 2023-24. 
the Union Finance Ministry's economic survey, which was released last month, predicted that India's gross domestic growth or GDP will range between 6% to 6.8% in the upcoming fiscal year. Das stated that the Reserve Bank of India expects inflation to be 6.5% in the current fiscal year and 5.3% in the following. Listeners, you might have recently observed Bageshwar Baba alias Dhirendra Shastri becoming a media sensation on TV channels. But do you know the backstory? Just five years ago, he was an ordinary priest in a sleepy town in Madhya Pradesh. What earned him national fame was a katha organized during the peak of the second Covid wave. And now, near his seat of power, villagers live in fear, alleging lawlessness, fraud and encroachment on government land. To know more about it, read Prateek Goel's report behind the paywall on newslaundry.com. It is titled, The Faith, Fear and Fiefdom of Bageshwar Baba. We have been able to bring you such reports because we are funded by you and not by corporations or the government. Your support is all we ask for. If you aren't a subscriber already, become one today. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Reserve Bank of India's Deputy Governor M.K. Jain has said that the domestic bank's exposure to the Adani Group is not very significant. He said the system is strong and large enough to withstand the effects of a single case, PTI reported. Speaking to reporters at the post-policy review press conference, Jan said that the domestic bank's exposure is against the underlying assets, the operating cash flows and the projects under implementation and is not based on the market capitalization. He said this when asked about whether the RBI will guide lenders on their exposure to the Adani Group, given certain flags raised by ratings agencies. On 24th of January, Hindenburg Research put out a report claiming that the Adani Group committed stock manipulation, accounting fraud and the biggest scam in corporate history. The Ahmedabad-based group has denied all the charges, but the market price of its company's shares has plummeted. The market value of the Adani Group has decreased by more than $100 billion since the report's publication. Additionally, the company postponed its follow-on public offer for Rs 20,000 crore last week. As rescue efforts continued on Wednesday, the death toll from the earthquakes that struck Turkey and Syria on Monday surpassed 11,000 according to the BBC. This is higher than the toll after the 2015 earthquake in Nepal, making it the deadliest earthquake in more than a decade. The number of fatalities in Turkey has increased to 7,108, according to the Disaster Management Department. According to the authorities, more than 2,660 deaths have already been confirmed in Syria. According to the state-run Sana News Agency, the number of deaths in areas under government control has increased to 1,262. According to reports, 2,285 more people have sustained injuries. Early on Monday, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck close to the Turkish city of Gaziantep. A subsequent earthquake of 7.5 magnitude hit the Turkish town of Ekinozu a few hours later. Turkey declared a three-month-long emergency in 10 provinces yesterday. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.